This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, let's do it again. We're being very productive on this Tuesday here on the Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. And uh, Holly Roberts, we should mention Holly Roberts is in for Julia today, who is off watching her son play baseball. She's in sunny Orlando, and she said, you know, I'm going to Florida, so that usually means the rain should start the day after I get there. Oh, no. It's a what? Let's just check that. Yeah, so, Donnie, I don't know if that would be mean for you to check the weather right now, but I said that. I said you can't. Orlando. Yeah, it's not going to rain when you're in Orlando. Everybody's on spring break. We don't want any rain happening. Uh, no, it's looking. Oh, good. wait a minute. Wait, no, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm telling no. you. No, thunderstorms, but late tonight. Okay, and that can happen well, uh, anytime. Yeah, yeah, they just the pop forecast. up and think, then they I move think she'll away. Be okay. It's oh, good. you know what? Good. what? Oh. What, what? Morning rain and wind tomorrow with oh, a high yes, of 69. 69. No. It's going to be the same temperature here tomorrow oh. as it is in Orlando, Florida. I think the high tomorrow here in Minneapolis is like 67. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. it's 90% rain chance tomorrow in Orlando. I, and we're not going to get rain tomorrow. She has oh, she's like the, the pig, bad. She's like Pigpen, yeah, right? Yeah, Pigpen for peanuts. Here's with, the, like, with the, the clouds. clouds. <laughs> Loud follows her. Sixty-seven and cloudy here tomorrow. We're yeah. not going to get a twenty percent chance. Okay, of so the rest of the snow will be gone. Maybe not some of the parking lot snow, but no, those big mounds are going to be kind of been nice that um, it's been the slow melt or whatever because the frantic of the flooding, even in the city yeah. and stuff. When we like when we had that rain a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. I mean. I can't take any more excitement for winter. I'm ready for a nice long spring. So am I. Yeah. Because in like last Because last year the winter ended so late with the snowstorm. I mean, I know we're weather complaining, but we it, uh, I love it. Julia is the great weather reminder cuz she reminds me every chance you get what a bad 2018 it was as far as getting ripped off from the weather. Well, yeah, I have a picture, and I found it from April 16th last year. Last year, we had tons of snow. On Grand Mm -hmm. Avenue, where there was a car completely covered Covered in in snow. snow. And then you just get frustrated, because it's not that you can't handle the snow in Minnesota. It's that it's it's supposed to be done. It's It's just supposed to be done. So it's kind of nice that we might be getting it done, like... What do they always say? You know, in does March come in like a lamb and out like a lion? Yeah, or the other way. Around. Other way, or it could be either, either or. or. So well, either it came yeah. in like a lion this year. Yeah, so, so let's it's going let it go out like, like a, a lamb. lamb. Yes, and 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 my bunnies are gonna just have to go a little hungry until things get green because they eat so many bushes. Well, this. the bunnies are out. The squirrels are oh, out. Yes. And it's the but great- the bunnies are huge and fat because the snow raised the bunnies up to all these branches of flowering trees and shrubs and bushes. No, I'm not even kidding. No. 
I observed this firsthand in the nature that's called my backyard. <laughs> what else are they supposed to do? There well, is- it doesn't usually, we don't usually have that high of a snow bank. I mean, well, out yeah. in the wilderness, in the forest, that's all good for, you know... Now it's the great thaw where you find all the nasty discoveries that have been buried in the snow all winter long. I, yeah, bubblegum. Yeah. Shows up in the... The poop treasures. Oh, I don't have any animals. Well, just out yeah. walking. Oh, yes, yes. People who don't clean up after their yeah. animals. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just be on the lookout when you're out walking. Mm, it slippery. might not be a rock. Right. <laughs> just- <laughs> if it's squishy, it's not a rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so James Corden, oh, he's he's funny. He parodied Jordan Peele's Us with a terrifying uh, late, late show takeover. Donnie posted it, and uh, he and his sidekick, uh, Reggie Watts, are in a horror parody that is really quite good. I mean, he does. He's very clever. He is very he's so clever. clever, and I don't even want to say anything in case you haven't seen Us yet, but I think everybody knows it does involve creepy doppelgangers because that's been out there since the trailer yes Mm -hmm. so anyway so that is posted if you want to take a look at it colin farrell is making the rounds he's going to be in dumbo yeah which my mom friday friday my mom can't wait she's got a three and a half year old and an eight year old to take and these kids are like giddy I think that is this movie like seventy eight years old. The original nineteen forty was the original. Yeah, it's old. Seventy eight years old. You know, it's kind of parts of it they haven't really aged that well. So right. I think that it's totally legit to have a reboot of Dumbo well, and Colin Farrell. Who I'll just remind everybody in case you forgot because I know I did. He was discovered by Hollywood when Joel Schumacher cast him as the lead in the war drama Tigerland in 2001. Never seen it. Bam. You should watch it, Donnie. Oh, is it good? Especially if you like war drama. Oh. Joel Schumacher, didn't he do Batman? Yeah, yeah he the, put the nipples on the bat suit. The bat suit, George but he's done other kind of yeah. big, big and small movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, Anyway, so he was discovered by him, and uh, Danny DeVito is in this live action as the circus owner, Michael Keaton is basically the bad man business guy. And then Colin Farrell is the dad of the two precocious kids who befriend a very special elephant when he joins their traveling circus show. Oh. So here's Colin Farrell talking about why or not well not what well, the first one was kind of cute about the boy band thing. Do yeah, but that? play the Dumbo one because oh, that makes Dumbo more one? sense right okay, now. Okay, here we go. Was it what? about the role that, that you said, yeah, man? It wasn't so much the role, I mean, and the undertaking to, to take this story, which is probably about 30 or 40% a remake in our version because the original story didn't have a human component. It was mm-hmm. all about the animals. And there was some kind of inappropriate stuff in the original as well, as sweet as it was. Uh-huh. But this was uh, Tim Burton making about 70 or 60% a new film, a uh, story about a family that are trying to find their way back to each other, all set to the back drop the circus so it wasn't the role so much as working with Tim Burton yeah. on a story that essentially is about inclusion and about celebrating difference and that we all have some kind of inherent magic it's just a matter in life of finding out what that magic is great messages yeah no really lovely t- messages timely messages forever not just today but you know we, we do need to be reminded as human beings to treat each other with compassion and to to not look for an outsider or somebody to exclude to make ourselves feel better and that's kind of what Dumbo essentially is about I think you guys, Aww. we need this movie so bad right now. No, but I'm going to... This movie is going to be really good. It's going to be good and cute, cute. and it's going to make me ugly cry because oh, yeah. that song... 
Oh. From Dumbo, like, yeah, Ugh. baby mine. <laughs> but Wait, he, I want I want people to think about that right now, yeah. and you're probably going to start to cry thinking about it of the but, song when Dumbo's mom has her trunk through the bars because but she there's going to be a up. whole generation of people who've never even seen it or to see it, like how he was explaining, it, you know, so old and there's stuff that's Disney has never re-released Dumbo, so they know that that movie. Yeah, there must has be problems. some things in it I, that are Yeah, okay. I don't know the theatrical re-release. I did have access to it when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But that was a long I mean. time a ago. Long, I yeah, don't know. That was the 80s. 80s, and yeah, so I don't know. I love that it was on his acting bucket list, and I love that, you know, the message of the movie is going to be really good, and maybe they're taking out the uh, the things, and the two kids who play his kids look really darling. Anyway, I'm excited. You know, he's been sober for like five years. Yeah, good. Remember mm-hmm. what a good friend he was to Elizabeth Taylor? Uh, they yeah, were besties. Besties. Yes. And he's from Castleknock, England, and he's 42. I thought he was Irish. Uh, well, that's where he was. Uh, oh, that's where it okay. says he's from Castleknock, England. Hmm. Anyway, let's play the next one about imagine how hot the 17-year-old you know, Colin Farrell was and an invitation that he got to audition for something. We love that you, um, at 17, auditioned for an Irish Ugh, boy That band. again, yes. That uh, again. Yeah, boy zone, yeah. Yeah, I was dancing on a dance floor as one does in a nightclub when I was 17 and uh, Louis Walsh came up to me and said he was going to get a band together and it was going to be huge and would I like to be part of it? And I said, sure, because I would have done anything for money. And, <laughs> and uh, I went to the audition, they made me sing Careless Whisper by... Um. You wouldn't have been saying that if you heard me sing it. And they made me sing it a second time because I was so bad. Does it bring back... Bringing back those moments of glory with that dead microphone. But you made it to the final ten. I made it to the final... I didn't make it to anything. Look, there was no making it, right? I was on the dance floor. He liked what I was doing, obviously. (laughs) She could... um, Lara could hardly focus. I think Colin Farrell... It's just devastatingly handsome yes, and, and charming. Dumbo coming out on ABC, so he was on every ABC property, yep. not on The View, but he showed up on Strain and Sarah, you know, in the afternoon, and he's just a wonderful couch. Oh, he's delightful. Yeah, he's really, really, and he's next up, he's going to be filming opposite Jessica Chastain in a movie that's the upcoming crime drama called even bush that guy ritchie is directing mm. oh so that's gonna be fascinating yeah so mm. i you like the title even bush it <laughs> jessica, directed by guy ritchie that yeah, could lead into Colin any Farrell, number of directions jessica chastain and and then um why is julia roberts uh talking about pretty woman right now i want to know why is she talking about uh how she spent time with hookers to prepare for the role. Oh, it's according to Barbara Marshall, widow of Gary, Gary Marshall. Marshall. Mm-hmm. She's a former nurse. She's Anyway, she was volunteering at a free clinic in L.A. when her husband cast, cast Julia Roberts. Uh, all she'd done was Mystic Pizza. Yeah, that was her first. And yeah. maybe steal Magnolias by that out point? Yet. Not uh, yet. It wasn't no. even out yet. Yeah. And um, anyway, she said, Gary would never visit me at the clinic because he was a hypochondriac and afraid of getting a disease. But he asked if Julia could come and talk to some of the people. I recruited, I recruited two young women who came to the clinic on a regular basis, and I paid them $35 each to meet with Julia. I went back to work, and about 20 minutes later, Julia said, Bye, Barbara, we're going to take a drive. We'll be back later. 
And Barbara said she called her husband. Listen, he just she just left with two of the. I suppose they came in for their health. Yeah, just yeah, sure. yeah just yeah. health checks and sure. everything. Anyway, Barbara's writing her memoirs. That's why. That's why. Well, and there was also a story. I think it was last week that Julia Roberts was talking about Pretty Woman and just saying that you know that movie wouldn't get made today. Today, and she, but she said I was so proud because when Julia's character presents Richard Gere's businessman with a buffet of condoms and called herself a safety girl, I knew I did my job and made my mark on the movie because that was the word we were trying to get out in 1989. Everyone used condoms. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I like that story. She said, I realized Gary was paying attention to what I did and respecting <laughs> the importance of preventing sexually transmitted diseases. I'm glad he listened to his wife, I, Gary Marshall. I know. <laughs> I just, I really love that story. Yes. I, because I was like, you're trying to figure out now, in what context does Julia Roberts tell this story? Yeah. All right, very good. Barbara Marshall. That's mm-hmm. a, okay, listen, when we come back, uh, we got Elizabeth Reese with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, Elizabeth, what a nice surprise. Hello. What a joy to be asked. Thanks for having me back, girls. Must be spring break. People are on vacation. <laughs> on vacation. So they call in the second string, the third right. string. I'm happy to deliver. Oh, we're happy to have you here. Thank All you. Right. Well, you are so welcome. I've got some hometown dirt to start All with. Right, let's uh, do it. It's been a while since we've seen Chris Humphreys uh, on a headline in what? an entertainment yeah, for sure. publication. But tis the case today because Chris Humphreys, who's our hometown guy of of course, uh, announced his retirement from the NBA today. So he is officially retired and he's reflecting on his career and his infamous 72-day marriage to one Kim Kardashian. So um, there were some interesting things. He wrote a blog post for the Players Tribune and I've got a little excerpt for you. So he said, the irony of my career is that I finally figured out what kind of player I was when I got to the Nets. I felt like I knew who I was finally. And then I met a girl who happened to be really famous and I got married and damn look i should have known what i was getting into i was definitely naive about how much my life was going to change but the one thing that really bothers me is whenever people say that my marriage was fake he goes on and says there's definitely a lot about that world that is not entirely real but our actual relationship was 100 percent real when it clear when it was clear that it wasn't working, what can I say? It sucked. It's never easy to go through the embarrassment of something like that with your friends, with your family. But when it plays out so publicly in front of the world, it's a whole other level. It was brutal. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I get that. I get that. And remember, they started dating and they were married like 10 months later. Very, yeah. very quickly. It took nearly two years for their divorce get to be finalized. They were only married for, yeah, less than three months. They had a massive wedding ceremony in front of e-cameras in yeah. August of 2011. And Chris Humphreys goes on to say, I didn't know how to handle it. And this is where I think you can feel a lot of empathy for the guy. He says, I didn't know how to handle it because I never thought I was going to be famous in that way. I remember having this moment when I was getting booed so hard in Philly and I thought to myself why exactly are they booing me though is it just because I'm that guy from TV do they think I was trying to be famous is it because they think I disrespected the game of basketball the last one killed me because all I've ever wanted to be known for was basketball Mm -hmm. oh that's you know I know um, I know a woman whose son was in that wedding. Okay. Oh, really? The, yeah. And they all had to sign disclaimers. Yeah. Non disclosure yeah. agreements. Yeah. But, and Chris Jenner brought all of them like uh, Amelia Zegna suits. Oh, yes. And super shoes. fancy. Okay. And, but the word that, what she said was, it was an, Kim's family, they were a nightmare. Oh. Chris Jenner was beyond rude. Yeah. Wow. They didn't, they treated all the Minnesota people like they were just, Foreigners from a far, 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 far away land that they weren't going to extend any courtesies to. She said it was so every. It was so awkward. Everyone was just like, ah, oh, uh, it was no. so awkward. Yeah. It was the Hollywood people and then the Minnesota people. Oh, and I'm the sure. Didn't mean. Yeah. It sounds terrible. He says there was about a year when I was in a dark place. He didn't want to leave his home. Oh. He said, you feel like, I don't know, the whole world hates you, but they don't even know why. Right. And then he said, uh, Chris Humphreys went on to say that after his split from Kim Kardashian, there would be times when people would be like, hey, are you Chris Humphreys? And he would say, no, no, I just look like him. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, I'm Blake Griffin, who's another yeah. NBA player. Yeah, that's he said, good. And and this is where I think it's, this is like the heartbreaking part is when he says, I didn't want to be Chris Humphreys. It's the craziest feeling in the world, not wanting to be yourself. And I didn't even want to say anything to defend myself because it felt like I couldn't win. You can't go up against the tabloids. You can't go up against that machine. There's no point. And even if I played that game, I felt like it would be disrespecting the game of basketball. They were, Mm -hmm. they were, uh, a cute couple. I never bought him for a second. Yeah. That had Chris no. Jenner all over it. But I boy, know. Kim really had, she really, she had her original face when she was with Chris Humphrey. I know. She did. She smiled. I'm looking yes. at a picture of the two of them together. They're so cute. She's wearing this like pretty neutral dress and she is smiling. You could see how this wasn't going to work. Oh, 100%. oh yeah. yeah. No. When, when she was hanging out on Lake Minnetonka, Mm-mm. I was like, what is going on here? There's yeah. no yeah. way no that way. there is anything is going to happen here. No. My goodness. All right. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit more about Wendy Williams. Uh, Wendy Williams, the story today is that she is not good, that she was rushed to the hospital after, hours after her husband's alleged mistress gave birth, that she was found drunk on Monday Soon after page six you know reported, that I wouldn't this even be surprised mistress. if this is from her husband that he is no, trying yeah. to do this to, the, to direct the story away from his alleged mistress just giving birth. And why isn't Wendy like at a rehab facility or a sober coach living at her house wearing her robes and eating her snacks? Well, here's the question. Uh, page six saying that it was the husband who told her to go to a sober home with complete strangers. Yeah. Well, that was the story where she's like, I, did she kind of allude to that? She said, I'm living with a bunch of smelly, smelly boys. boys. Yeah. That's what family. she said. And, right. Yes, on the show. On the show. And, and, but didn't said, you know, I had a cocaine problem years ago. I've been honest with that and I never really dealt with it. And it's like, 
what? And the whole when she fractured her shoulder. I know. I'm suspicious of the husband. Me too. Suspicious mm-hmm. of the husband. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. How about the Jesse Smollett thing? That's the next story. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's like you're reading my mind. Well, I have a lot to talk to on. talk about I mean, in the what dirt. What the hell? Okay, it's like a couple different elements today. So Illinois prosecutors standing by the accusations that Jesse Smollett staged this attack against himself even after they dropped the charges against him. They blindsided everybody by dropping these charges. People could not believe this happened today. Like, reading the Chicago Tribune, it was like, what happened? They was it like how some people felt on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, there are some interesting connections that TMZ is talking about. So, number one, the prosecutor saying they stand by the allegations. They still believe that Jesse Smollett staged this attack. Number they two, can't convict. the mayor yeah, calls this a whitewash of justice. Listen, we watched the Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs uh, um, presser that he had. Boy, and there's it, a lot of drama in the Chi-Town. It, it oh. was unbelievable. It was like, you know, they, they sat think on, they're in a movie, I think. Yeah. Y- yeah. I don't know. But I mean, just remember the, the one, the one kid that they shot, you know, he was like running away. Like the police sat, they didn't, they fought the release of that. I don't know. It's the Chicago PD. Oh, yuck. They were so, they're icky. You're yeah. saying it was high drama. High drama, high but they're drama. icky. High drama. The mayor says, um, mm-hmm. is hinting at corruption in the state attorney's office, calling the decision to drop those charges oh. a whitewash of justice, Fred says, from top to bottom. This is not on the level. And there are other stories about connections that Jesse Smollett may have had within the attorney's office. Okay, we can we say good wife? We've seen this Chicago <laughs> political show before. It's a movie, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a movie. It, it's unbelievable. There's probably it's probably corrupt all over the place. No. Oh boy. my I know, word! I know. Thanks, girls. All right, thank thanks, you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Elizabeth. All right, when we come back. It is the study of duh, people. Who the heck knows? Who's covered some of my studies of duh? Because uh, I know you know. I hear. Uh, I think Donna and Steve sometimes they oh. do studies, but you know, I mean, there's so many studies every day in the news. Things that make and you go. Hmm. I don't know if some of the people are as, as religious about uh, subscribing to some of the you know pamphlets and um, <laughs> pamphlets. pamphlets. <laughs> so, what did they leave it at the door when you didn't anymore. answer? <laughs> yeah. Excuse Comes me, ma'am. in the mail. Would you, you like know? a pamphlet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Paine wrote it. He yeah, rode on really. horseback to Thomas deliver it to your door. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Vox.com is a pamphlet. No. Okay, All here's right. the study. Here is yep. the study. Um, a new study. And now I should just always, we should just remind people that almost... Fifty percent of all studies are disproven within two years of the study coming out. Just so didn't take right. it with a grain of salt. Keep in mind will. that's why when we know like the red wine and chocolate or the oxytocin, the cut when those things they keep showing up in studies. Black eating black beans, walnuts, blueberry. You'll be reminded of these all the time because yes. these have now been proven. Yes. Okay. okay. So this study may or may not be debunked in two years. Oh, so great! This is my all caveat. Right. A new study claims second-born children are more likely to be troublemakers. And as far as I could tell, Holly, from reading between the lines on my pamphlet. <laughs> please, you highlighted your pamphlet with yeah. your what, with your quill and ink? Yeah, yeah. And this is research done by uh, an MIT uh, guy who's old school, uh-huh. and they printed it in a pamphlet. But anyway... 
He said the reason why second born children are more likely to get in trouble in school and later in life with the law than first born children born of the same family is because basically the first born is getting all the undivided attention from the mom, okay. let's say, all or right. the mom but, and the dad. Both, yeah, the parents. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the second sibling comes along, one year, two year, three year, four year, whatever. Well, that one-on-one time has been invaluable for child number one. But now child number two has to look at child number one, and that's your leader, that four-year-old, that three-year-old. They've already been through the ropes. They know what's going on. But, I mean, on. it's your sibling who's three or four, and they're, they're, they're wild, and yes. they are showing you how to be wild. Oh, so second-borns okay. are more easily, because they're not getting This is what this MIT guy has. And I okay. have to say, the first-borns role models are adults. The second born's role model is a toddler. Is the first born, the toddler. <laughs> it's a toddler. It's sense. a toddler. Yeah. They're slightly irrational. Well, that's pretty duh. I it know, is. but have we? And then also, the parents just might be tired by yeah. the time the second kid, the third kid comes around. They had they had scientists from universities in Massachusetts, Chicago, Florida, and Denmark, and um, also. It's kind of like, I've never heard this before, but it kind of weirdly makes sense. And what they did, the scientists focused on boys because statistically, boys get into more trouble than girls. Yeah, we do. In school and even with officials. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just in general. And they looked at, they called this study in the pamphlet, Birth Order and Delinquency. Oh, dear. (laughs) And they... (laughs) They looked at um, rates of violent crime in school suspensions for thousands of siblings in Denmark and Florida. And they looked at that. The MIT guy said, we looked at that deliberately to have a progressive Scandinavian society and Florida as a different, as a deliberate choice because they, researchers knew if they found the same results in such different cultures the findings would be more meaningful. Right. I mean, Florida, the home of the Florida Man Challenge. Yeah, no. <laughs> Serial killers, yeah. vagabonds, yeah. gators, spring break, yeah. you know, all the old drivers, yeah. everything. Anyway, uh, and so in families of two or more kids, the study found a second born boy is 20 to 40% more likely to be disciplined in school and to possibly enter the criminal justice system. Well, I didn't do that. Than the oldest child. Yeah. If my mother were still with us, she would agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, <laughs> that I was in trouble. Yeah, Not you were you you were the younger. I was the younger. Yeah. Like six years. Yeah. Six oh years, well, that's a big difference. I was that's a big all age sorts gap. Of behavior problems. Yeah. School. No. Well, you who your was son you, is talking who out was of your turn. irrational older sibling? How much older? Six years. So look at how much he taught you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> now he's trouble at six and <laughs> yeah. you know, seven, and you're one. He is teaching you. Boy, know, just yeah. telling you things. Like talk to him again. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. If that's <laughs> It makes sense. Okay, now I basically don't want to tell this one because Donnie will just be all, he'll want a copy of it for the boss. An afternoon (laughs) cat nap is a health saver and companies ought to 
give people nap rooms. Yeah. According to this study. Yeah. And a mat and a juice box. <laughs> well, we as a that. kid, you hated it. You yeah, did, you did. Yeah. But for an adult, some people long for it. Like probably, you know, Monday afternoon, like a nap could come in handy. Every afternoon. Yeah. How? <laughs> so it is taking an oh, afternoon Lord. nap. Researchers, and I did not. Get this. Well, okay. It came from a pamphlet from a hospital in Greece. I'm <laughs> That's not going to lie. A wet, a wet pamphlet yeah. that you found. Uh, researchers found for every hour a person naps in the afternoon, their blood pressure um, decreases, blah, blah, blah. I rest my case. Yeah. So the nap is for an hour. They don't want to encourage people to sleep for hours on end, but you shouldn't feel guilty if you can take even a short nap because the health benefits... Um, can easily be adopted and typically don't cost a company anything except for the nap room and the time and the mats and the juice boxes. Yeah. Wouldn't turn it down. Mm-hmm. I th- I think actually a nap room or a quiet room would be lovely. We had that at Carlson Companies, a quiet room. Yeah, they had two of them, and um, gosh, there was a period of time. When uh, Julie and I were working there, and we were both like in our thirties, there just there was a plethora of pregnant women yeah. on the sixth floor, and the nap room was very welcome for people who were like feeling kind of Bleh. yeah, just a space, just to have some kind of space. I only I only used the nap room once, and that was on a hell of a hangover that I oh, could work with. You know? It could be the hangover room the hangover too. It could room. be the, yeah, it's just the quiet room. Okay, so there you go, nappers. The All right. study. You know, it could be disproven, but because it, it did be. come on the pamphlet from the hospital in Greece. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now here is here's one. Um, have you heard this word technoference? No. No. What is well, that? that's what we can call all of our tablets, all of our phones, all of our ways that we look down or yes. at something. It's technoference. Now this. I will just to get it out of the way and buy some credibility with your big eyes, Holly. Yeah. This is from my journal that I get twice a year <laughs> called Frontiers in Psychiatry. It's very thick. Above and beyond. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> just so you know, this study. Techno. Okay. Technoference. It's Fear. making our lives more sluggish. This is really interesting what they did. So... The survey was administered to people, 800 people between the ages of 18 and 83. And this was just done at the end of last year. And it was the same people, if they were alive, because maybe some of the 83-year-olds they had to replace or whatever, with the similar survey that was done in with the group in 2005. Okay. So you Got had it. the whatever 13-year span mm-hmm. of... Mm, 14. 14. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, just to see what is the technoference, because we had phones. Yes. In 2005. Yeah, cell phones, texting. Yes. That was a thing. So in comparison to the original survey, the authors found that 20% of women uh, lose sleep from time spent on their phones, technoference, compared to 11% back then. Mm -hmm. Or excuse me, to men. Excuse me. In the original survey, just 2% of women had technoference mm. compared to almost, we're getting to 20%, and 3% of men felt that way, and now they're almost at 12% in their technoference, mm. that the phone is technofearing. And now they're saying 
that researchers say 41% of all people ages 18 to 26 fall in the category of what they call problematic problematic cell phone users. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. You, you can't. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Help it. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I get that weekly report on my phone that tells me how many hours and minutes I've spent on my phone and an average a week. It's, I'm just shamed. Totally shamed. Yeah. Well, uh, we're having their people are getting less done each day than they did in 2005. Uh, guys feel that they're less productive. 13% of guys feel they're less productive now compared to 2005. Zero percent. Zero. Zero. Mm. Nobody felt they lost any. Mm. And then for women, they felt they had a drop in productivity by 14%, whereas in 2005, it was just 2%. Wow. Um, in fact, um, 14% of women and 8% of men try and hide how much time they're spending on their phone, Holly. which is up from like 3% for yeah. both groups no. 14 years ago. I'm ashamed. Ago. However, I do justify it because I have to be on my phone for work. There you go. But I so still feel no is it's, it's a thing. It's totally a thing. So if you're going on vacation, I'm just going to summarize this study because they are draining the number of hours we sleep. They're making us less productive. And in some cases, they make people feel physically worse. Oh. So it is really important, like, if you can get a break from technoference. Have the JOMO, the joy yeah. of missing out. Yeah. If you don't need it, try, don't use just it. Just try it and do it. It feels wonderful. And, um, but I mean, it's just, it's, they're going to keep studying this one because right now, I mean, basically I like everyone in the world worse. has yeah, a smartphone, um, but people turn to their phones for coping, but it also can affect you. So anyway, I feel like we know this, but the numbers are kind of shocking. And in this particular study that they use the same group of people, yeah, right. That's kept the age yeah. range yeah. and asked the exact same questions. Oh, no. I it's know. So anyway, maybe over. take a vacation from your technoference. And just delete the apps that you use all the time and don't have them on your phone in the first place. Now you're asking for a lot. <laughs> now you're trying. Really asking for trying. a lot. Okay. Baby steps, Holly. That's Baby right. Steps. Come on. All right, listen, we come back. We got our favorite headline of the day. Megan Trainer, I like that song. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, not, not too bad. Okay, so 
Uh, favorite headline today? Would you like to know what it is? Well, of course. Yes, we, so we would appreciate it. Yes. Oh, you guys will appreciate that this is the favorite headline of the day. Okay. Justin Timberlake um, was playing in Fresno, California, maybe over the weekend with his, you know, Man of the Woods no, tour. No, that's still going on. Uh, and he was shocked to find out that his name is a couple's safe word in the bedroom. And they had a sign that said that. <laughs> That's a lot of syllables. Timberlake is the safe Justin word? Justin Timberlake. My wife's oh. safe word is Justin Timberlake. Okay. I know. And uh, so, and pointing at her. And of course, Justin Timberlake, uh, that got his attention because he loves anything that has his name in it. Oh, right. yes. Okay. And of he goes, he okay, so you just yeah. yell out my name and whatever freaky stuff you're doing, you just have to stop. And the couple just nodded their head at them. And um, already, anyway, oh, I thought Justin it was kind of that he, he stopped the show to point it out because he can't resist. No, of course, because he's name. thirsty and there was a nice, refreshing glass of electrolytes there just for him. <laughs> Well, and then he, 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 and his wife Jessica Biel were on uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon and doing a game about how well. And I, I guess the they both guessed that Timberlake's safe word was pineapple, which I feel like that was given to everybody ahead of time, yeah, of course, by the producers. Now you're going to have a safe word when we ask you this question, and we think pineapple's kind of funny. Yeah. So why don't you use that one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, but that that did happen. That was. Blissfully not thinking about Justin Timberlake all day long, Lori. I know. Then- okay, now what about this? D- Donnie posted this. I'm not for. I'm not here for it at all. Sorry. I, I love. I'm in trouble again. Uh, no, you're not in trouble, Donnie. I'm just <laughs> Liz Hur- Elizabeth Hurley is a favorite of the Daily Mail. They love to post stories about her, and she always wears fantastic dresses, and she's always on a great vacation. She's wearing her bikinis. Bikinis, and yes. she's got a bikini line. And, um, well, apparently it was 25 years ago that she attended the premiere of Four Weddings and a Funeral People. And mm-hmm. she was wearing... That the Versace, Versace yes. dress, the, the paperclip dress, the paperclip yes. dress. Called it that. Oh, they just looked amazing. That made her a star. It did. That dress on that premiere made her a star. Yeah, and also when you can look sexy and sweet. At the same time, mm. which Elizabeth Hurley managed to do. In that original do, photo? In that original, okay. yes. Yeah. That yeah. fresh face, the yeah. big full brows, not a lot of makeup, but, not even false eyelashes on. Because it looks like above the neck and above looks like she's going to the grocery store. And then from the neck down. So oh. sexy. So That's sexy. so sexy. Yeah. That is a very Whoop. sexy, sexy look. And then, of course, Hugh Grant. So she decided that she would recreate the look. And this is, she's posing for Harper's Bazaar. And um, she was unprepared for what happened that night. She had no idea what to wear. I had no idea about uh, fashion. A PR agency gave her we'll loan you this dress or a selection of dresses. She said, I remember going to office where they literally fished a dress out of a white plastic bag. I took it home, did my own hair and makeup, fighting Hugh for the mirror, which wasn't even full length in our tiny 
one bedroom flat. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm. So she's posing somewhere, I don't know, in front of a very scary fireplace that looks like a tiki I don't like, like that fire. God. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like that a, looks like she's going to be God. set up for sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so, like just, it's such a strange photo shoot. And she's, she's. I don't like how it's staged. I, I, I really am well, looking this, down my nose at Bazaar for the staging of this, the styling of this. She looks like Stockard Channing. She doesn't even look like herself. She kind of has given me some Joan Collins yes, vibes. Yes, Joan Collins, oh, oh, oh. who's at 85, fierce and fabulous, but Elizabeth Hurley is 52. Yes. I object to the leg pose. <laughs> I object, Your Honor. I object to the way her leg is thrust out, that that stone fireplace that's eating. I, she deserves so much better. Yeah. Well, yeah, and this isn't, she's not wearing... Let's get it straight oh, that she's, she's not, not wearing, wearing the Versace dress. I she's wish she wearing, was. Well, that would have made for an iconic photo shoot if she was just staged on a white backdrop, a simple studio yeah. backdrop, and she was wearing the actual dress that she wore 25 years ago. Wear, yeah, okay, I know what's her name uh, wore her dress, um, Rita Moreno, that she wore like 40 years ago. Yes, remember? I remember that, yes. Not a lot of people can w- fit yeah, into dresses true. that they, that reminds me, I need to see if I can fit into my wedding dress of 20 years ago. Oh, let us know. Well, yeah, yeah let us know. I mean, do a photo shoot tonight, Lori, if <laughs> no, you can it, find it. That's kind of unbelievable. So, I mean, yeah. that dress could easily be in the Versace Museum, or she might oh. not even have it anymore. I hope she right. didn't get rid oh, of it. She's but just doing that Angelina Jolie Oscar leg. Bazaar did her wrong because her leg isn't pointed right. No. The way she's doing it with that shoe. Ugh. Yeah, the shoe is <laughs> the weird. Shoe the shoe bothers me. The, the leg. leg. The, the, the leg. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what else? Okay, okay. so uh, expect um, all the entertainment shows will be about Jussie Smollett. That's just yeah, gonna, that's yeah. going to be happening gonna tomorrow be happening. morning. Mandy Moore got her Walk of Fame, Star, um, yes. Hollywood Walk of Fame, yep. and and she dressed like um, uh, like a grandmother from a, a 50s show. <laughs> yeah. It was a real yeah. We don't know she why did. people wear tragic dresses the same color as their pale pale yeah. skin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We got to ask her about that. Let's ask her the next time we see her. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.